Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Alex. And if you're ready to unlock conversations where you can be wholeheartedly yourself, then come on in. Good morning. Hello there. Hello. How are you doing today? I am good. Well, I say I'm good. It's like, have you seen that meme? where they, they say, um, the therapist says, and how are you? And they go, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And then they start talking and they're like, I'm really not good. There's all yeah. this stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, I always have that at the start of a, um, <laughs> when I'm leading a coaching session, I have to really like retrain my automatic reflex mm-hmm. to say, how are you at the beginning? Because it completely can derail the call if you ask that one question immediately. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just can't, can you? No, but it's it's so interesting. Like it immediately comes out your mouth as soon as you see someone's face. You're like, oh hey, how are you? <laughs> awesome. Coach, you have to be like, no, bring it back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I well, everything's good overall, but I am on day twenty four of my cycle today, so I'm like fully in PMS vibes and. My friend Louise recommended this app to me recently and it's called like your hormone horoscope or something like that. Oh. It's really cool. So every like you put where you are in your cycle in and then every day you can open it and it will just tell you about that day of your cycle, like what your hormones are doing and how that will likely affect you. So instead of what the stars and planets are doing, it's what your body's doing. Um, it's really cool. And it's the free version is they do a paid one, but the free version is brilliant. So highly recommend. And I was like, woke up this morning feeling like demotivated and pessimistic. And like, like my whole life needs to be ripped up like a bit of paper and totally created from scratch. <laughs> and like everything's just a mess and it's wrong and bad. Um, yeah. And I you know I think the danger for me is like when I have those thoughts of like this is a mess what am I doing um the danger for me is like trying to work from that place trying to be like okay well things need fixing so let me you know get my notebook and open my business google drive and look at things (laughs) um it's just such a bad idea and it it literally says on this app this morning like um if you're feeling pessimistic today or like everything's wrong like don't act on it like wait until next week and just see how you feel then before you make any drastic action and I really needed to hear that this morning um Mm. so it's just interesting to me I used to really run my business in sync with my monthly cycle and I just got out of the routine of it but Mm. seeing that today I thought oh actually this I really need to remember everything I learned about that and start employing it again because it makes a massive difference I would have had a really bad day today if I had just acted on what my mind was telling me and the fact that it's actually connected to my biology is just fascinating to me how my it's it's not it's not the truth and I think that's really cool to see because when you have a thought in your mind right you, you kind of take it as gospel don't you like you're like well that must be the truth <laughs> and yeah, actually, in my voice it sounds like me so it yeah. must be what I think yeah this is true this is like there's nothing more <laughs> and, um, and obviously I know there's so much more but in that moment you hear it, it feels like there isn't and 
yeah it's just cool to me that that's it's actually hormonal like that's such a grounding feeling for me that it's not the truth I'm fear I'm feeling a certain way because of the changes in my biology and my hormones and all that and then those feelings my mind is taking and creating a thought that matches the feeling and then I'm taking that thought seriously when actually I just need to eat some sugar and go for a walk and like not work today yeah it's a nice thing it's so interesting isn't it I think I I've never like actually tracked the days and moods and everything <gasps> like it's like oh my gosh I, I know it's I've never I think partly because I'm just so terrible at sticking to a routine <laughs> so literally if I say to myself right I've got to write a little even if it's one line even if it's one mm-hmm. line just to write in my journal or whatever to say this is how I felt today I I will do like two days max like yeah. even the first day yeah. sometimes I'll have the thought and I'll be then it won't ever happen but, um, but I did notice a little while ago I was like oh my gosh every week before my period I think my whole life is a mess I think my I think everything is shit I want to change everything I want to scrap everything I've done for the last three weeks mm-hmm. or you know for the last 30 years and, yeah. <laughs> and restart everything and I think it was on a call with you. I said, like, I can't, I can't listen to that anymore because I keep scrapping things. And I think there must be some usefulness in that phase. Yes. You know, there must be some things that, okay, yes, are valid that that hormonal cycle brings to the surface because that's one of the beauties of being a woman and or, or of having a hormonal cycle, you know, the... Mm that we do get to experience those cyclical shifts. So if something does need to change, we notice it much quicker, potentially. And, um, but when we constantly, when we're changing everything, we don't get to notice those things that are actually meant to rise up and fall during that time. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that you're so right. Like that is the benefit, isn't it? Of, well I I see through I've read somewhere they were like you just see through bullshit so much more easily (laughs) that kind of feels like oh and so it's like okay well if I've been bullshitting myself about something (laughs) I'll also see that more clearly um so that for me like definitely is a benefit and I find I can do that really well like day 22 day 23 like the early autumnal phase of the cycle Uh, but then like the late autumn it's just everything is the worst like I wanted to shout at the yoga teacher in yoga last night (laughs) I wanted to tell him to piss off and walk out (laughs) what was he doing (laughs) Oh, he was making us plank for so long because he was saying, like, come into plank. And then he was saying, you know, engage your glutes, engage your core, um, breathe, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, we're going to stay here for five. And I'm like, we've already been in here for five because you've just walked for five. Like, <laughs> he kept doing it. And I hate it. Um, oh, no. I could see through his bullshit so well. <laughs> I'm not here to plank. I'm here, to, here for my mental stability, not my core stability. For God's sake! Exactly. God damn it. Um, 
yeah so <laughs> but yeah by this point it's just I need I think I need to realize that I can't work on these days but I could coach on these days because actually I think some of that like seeing through the veil and like being a bit more direct can sometimes be a really nice juxtaposition to my normal coaching style but mm. um but for my own work it's not a time to really be um creating new things or like being excited because one thing I found really helps me at this time of the month is cleaning um mm. and I'm not someone who loves to clean like I most of the time that's a huge chore for me but cleaning at this point feels so good because it's like clearing out clearing out clearing out it's movement it's energetic mm -hmm. and so I feel like maybe I just need to find tasks in my business that would really suit this energy like this physical cleaning could become like yeah what do I need to clean up what are like those loose ends that I can tie mm -hmm. up before the next cycle begins Oh yeah, that's so powerful. And those are things that you're likely to ignore or forget about in those more energetic phases of your cycle. Yeah, because it's not like the fun, exciting, like sexy stuff, is it? Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, when I'm in those other points, I don't want to be sorting out my Google Drive. Like, <laughs> that seems really boring. Whoever wants to sort out their Google finds <laughs> an utter shambles. <laughs> I did. I um one one tip I have on this is just because I was like I have to sort through every single document, and there's so many things I've started and not finished, and little ideas I've written down, and that kind of thing just create an archive folder called archive and just move it all into <laughs> nice nice yeah and then at some point in the future maybe when you're really bored you can tend to the archive folder but that's that's for a different day but yeah. has it been um has it felt challenging to be aware that you can't do certain things at certain times or has it felt good I guess from this place I feel frustrated but and that's like part of it isn't it like feeling the surges of the the hormones because you know I love the work that I do like I want to do it I want to be excited about it I want to be in it and so today it did feel a bit frustrating because I thought well we have this call and I don't have anything else scheduled for today I was gonna I was planning to go and work for like four hours outside of the home um which I love to do but I know that if I go and do that, I'll sit there for four hours and by the end of it, I'll feel really depleted and really frustrated and really down about everything. And that I'll sit there not really knowing what task to focus on. And I think the issue that I have with this is that I could work today, but it won't be work that I want to do. And I'll end up, um, it will have been a waste of my time because the work yeah. I do today won't be work that I really love next week mm. um, and next week when I have that energy I could get done in 35 minutes but I could get done in three hours today mm. it's actually a waste of my time <laughs> <laughs> so it it doesn't it doesn't feel challenging like I think if anything it feels it does feel empowering to realize it if I hadn't known that this was about my hormones I would believe it and it would feel real and that would be so much worse yeah yeah I think there's a 
there's such a difference between um being able to sort of work with your natural rhythms and be able to notice okay this is this phase this is that phase so this is the type of thing that I do in this phase and between being flung by your natural rhythms from one thing to another um and I it's I think most of us or at least a a a lot of us are sort of accidentally in the being flung around I I can definitely resonate with that and I think one of the things you know that we've spoken about that I struggle with is that there are there are definitely rhythms that I'm aware of Mm. and then when they don't fit nicely (laughs) like really comfortably into the sort of allocated time that I have available for Mm. that week it feels like doubly frustrating like there's already the frustration within the cyclic phase and then there's like oh but now I'm in this phase in a week where I only have you know x amount four hours whatever to get to devote to my business or to my work or to something that I really want to do and I get to those hours and it's like nothing's there yeah it's yeah really like that's the that's the part that I find challenging yeah yeah and I guess like it there's something about expectation in here that's like knocking at me here because I think this is the, what the frustration you're feeling and the frustration I'm feeling and um I kind of feel like there must be an expectation that's being yeah. disappointed in that and like you know when I heard you say like this is all the time I have and so then if there's nothing there it's even worse and I totally hear that and I just think like what are these expectations that we're putting on ourselves to be able to have this time and do this within a certain time period like are we are we putting time periods on our dreams and is that adding to that frustration like could we if we were more flexible with our time frames would that soften it at all I wonder yeah definitely definitely and you know it's interesting I was thinking this morning like what what really feels different about allowing a sort of give and take a flow aspect to my work because there are some elements of which that's that feels very easy you know at some uh some weeks when there's just nothing there for me to write I feel perfectly comfortable with just allowing that to go and um but then there are there are other things that feel you know that don't feel as easy to allow to flow mm-hmm. and I think the difference is when there's a should involved when there's yeah. this element of well I should be doing this or I should mm-hmm. want to do this um then it becomes much more difficult yeah yeah it's funny isn't it like any time we're putting because when you're in a coaching world whether you become a coach or you work with a coach like you know coaching is so much about setting goals and like I don't really 
set goals in the way that I was trained to with my clients. But because what I've realized is that when we set a goal with a time frame attached to it, it might be motivating on one hand, but what I notice is that it seems to create so much trouble with the other. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it creates this, um, yeah, this expectation, this I should reach that, I should be able to, um, a whole heap of pressure. And it also doesn't allow for life to go step by step and like take you off a different fork in the road. Like, I just feel like sometimes when I've been so tunnel visioned on a on an outcome or something that should happen, um, mm. I miss all of the opportunity that's around me because I'm not looking at it and I'm not available for it. So it's it's an interesting like balance between some discipline, I guess, and like I do think that is it has a place in business for sure, um, and some like being open to the magic of what can come in if you are unattached and like mm -hmm. I feel like I'm forever juggling those two states <laughs> yeah. yeah me too like there's uh, I'm gonna give a, a slightly embarrassing example <laughs> right now <laughs> love that <laughs> um, so I have basically gotten myself into the habits of not leaving the house and like it just I can't I was saying to Jason on my partner on Friday night we went out for some drinks and we were talking about because we've just moved we were in this new place new new community potentially you know new things that are available and I said to him that the problem is I can't even explain how unnatural it feels to just go out and it's so, <laughs> I it's so ridiculous and I I kind of like and it's not even like there's a should involved so there's there's no should mm. involved here it's not like as though I'm thinking like I really should leave the house but I don't want to it just doesn't cross my mind like the yeah. the day passes and I'm like oh yeah I haven't left today and mm. that's I'm very aware that it feels very uncomfortable for me to break that habit, but it's something that I am also very aware that I don't want to take real root in my life. Like that's not how I want to live my life. And even though it feels like, you know, if we kind of apply the sort of business terms that we hear in the coaching world, you know, sometimes people were advised, oh, this is just the season, you know, it's just, we're in a season of uncreativity, for example. Mm -hmm. And, and so therefore, you know, just wait until the creative season comes back around. And although I think that's, that is very true, mm. to a certain extent, I'm not in a season of being like a hermit, like that's not, it's yeah. it does it it's no longer a season it's just a habit and it's becoming something that I feel like could negatively impact my life if I allow this habit to continue um so I went yeah. to a jewelry workshop yesterday oh amazing it was 
amazing great fun I made three rings and it was wonderful I absolutely loved it um and I didn't want to do it I didn't I didn't want to do it I didn't want to leave the house I didn't want to book it I booked it maybe like six weeks ago or something and um it came around and I was absolutely terrified um but you know these the discomfort of doing it it was necessary that that element of discipline in this embarrassing example of me not wanting to interact with anybody else <laughs> is um is necessary in order for me to live in a way that is overall enjoyable mm-hmm. and um excuse me enjoyable and nourishing mm-hmm. um so there's like where how do we distinguish between whether something is a season or whether it's like a a negative or you know discouraging habit that we're just allowing to take root mm, yeah oh I think that's so important to be asking because I know that I was I'm gonna do like a little something about this because it's been on my mind a while but this idea of allowing things to flow I keep seeing people we've talked about this but I keep seeing people being like I surrender to the flow and now I'm just static I'm like that's not flow like it it's not flow is movement flow is dynamic it's it's action and I think there is definitely this feeling of like almost um it becoming an enabler for for a a cyclic unhealthy pattern Mm. um and like the the ego kind of attaches itself to that thing and makes it okay to do that because oh I'm this or I'm that or it's this it's creative winter whatever um and those things definitely exist but yeah discernment between them is such an important thing and something I was reading about recently was shadow work and I haven't really done a lot of um reading about shadow work oh one moment um yeah so something what was I saying (laughs) (laughs) it's gone (laughs) oh shadow work shadow work yes yes Um, yeah for some reason I just haven't really been when I've seen people talk about shadow work um, it just hasn't ever been something that's been interesting to me like I've never really gone and looked into it and then I was reading a book that I loved the other day and it started talking about it and I was like oh this is so much more interesting than I thought it was (laughs) oh Um, what was the difference well because the way I've seen people talk about it is as if it's like this um dark evil part of you with Mm. like bad intention you know like and I just can't really I don't always think that's like psychologically helpful to make someone think that they have a darkness in them like you know especially in the western world if you've grown up with like Christian background and stuff like you're touching on some really like scary even if you don't believe it consciously at this point right like you're touching on some really deeply held um values and ideas about light and dark and heaven and hell and the devil and all of that so I just haven't been interested in that 
Um, but then it described it and like if I'd have looked into it I'd have learned that that's not what it is anyway but <laughs> it didn't until now and they were saying like what it is is it's just the part of you that is out of your conscious grasp right mm. like it's just it's out of the light of consciousness so it's in the shadow yeah oh, I love it um and the reason I'm talking about this is because there's if we're not doing something that we consciously say we want to do then there's probably something subconscious that is making us not do it right like there's probably a very good valid reason that we're not doing it um that's just out of conscious grasp and so something that I've been doing recently um and like we've talked about it on our coaching calls is if there's something I'm not doing I'm asking myself the question what if what is the really valid reason that I'm not doing this like if there was a really valid reason that I'm not doing this what would that be and it's been so insightful for me yeah I love that and I think it really draws attention to the places where you know if we sort of combine these two we combine this element of should with this um element of discernment around what's truly valid about the reason why we're not doing something you know if something is too layered with shoulds it's probably not something that we want to do anyway and if once you've removed the shoulds it's still there as a desire as a um as a wistful yearning or something there um then there's probably a valid reason why you're not doing it And I think that's kind of, if you can get to the root of that, I mean, I'm just in the last two years have put me in a negative routine with not leaving the house, coupled with the fact that I am um, sort of terrified of losing all my friendships. (laughs) So these kind of things, they sort of, they form this this valid reason for me to stay uh, in the house and not make new connections not interact with um a new community doing things that I want reaching out to people mm-hmm. um so there's validity there and it's still something that I want to do um yeah. so then we can kind of work through how to bypass that validity if that makes sense yeah yeah it does and I think um it's just interesting to see like if we're not taking action it's probably because there's like a battle inside us between two opposing ideas about what the right thing is Mm. and so when there's that back and forth battle there's like I really want to do this I'm not doing this add in all the shame of not doing it right and like that's shame has a lot of like power over us as well so for me it feels like there's this internal battle which means that just no action can happen because even if a little bit of energy on one side of the battle is like, yes, I want to do this very quickly. It's depleted by this other side coming in. Even if I'm not conscious of this happening, that's what's happening for me. If I'm static, I'm not doing something. And so what I'm finding is like, well, how, how can I act more as one integrated being? Like, it's not that my conscious self is more valid than my unconscious self. Like, what if they're both totally valid and they both just need hearing so that I can be an integrated 
person (laughs) and not being a battle inside me all the time yeah which is then the state of flow I you know allowing both sides of you to have Mm -hmm. a say and not necessarily to flow between the two of them but Mm -hmm. to allow I guess the um whichever one is sort of actively dealing with something in that moment because mm-hmm. sometimes it might be it might be either one side is actively dealing with something but to process that in real time and now when I say real time I don't mean like 30 seconds I mean like yes. it might take two weeks it might take six months it might take it might take 30 seconds but yes exactly um it feels like maybe it would be helpful to bring in an example here I'm wondering, did I already talk about my yoga example on these calls? I don't know if I did. Maybe I did. I don't think that you have, but either way, I'm sure even if you have, it will bring a different light through this, through the lens of this conversation. Yeah, I just think it it would be interesting to have an example to make it, you know, really bring it to life a little bit. So my recent example was um, saying I want to do yoga, saying I want to go to yoga classes. And I used to go, I used to go, um, I went every week for a year at one period of time and I loved it and I looked forward to it and it was great. And then I just, you know, things changed and I haven't been for like three years. <laughs> so there's this feeling like, I want to go, I want to go. Found a class, it was the right class, it was the right price, like it's in the right area, everything's good. And there's just still this, like you said about the jewellery class, like the time card, I book it and I'm like excited. The time comes, it's the day of, I wake up, I don't want to go tonight. Straight mm. away, don't want to go tonight. This was yesterday. Um, <laughs> and I mean, the stupid man made us plank for ages, so maybe that part <laughs> of me was right. But, <laughs> but, you know, and we talked about this in our coaching hall and brought this out, like the 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 shadow unconscious reason for that is feeling like my needs are not as important as other people's needs around me so if I take myself out to a yoga class I'm not there to do these things that other people need me to do mm-hmm. and just that my personal need to go and have some time for myself is not prioritized this is all subconscious. Like I've thought I'm someone who is easily able to prioritize my needs because, you know, I take myself off for like hours at a time and work in a cafe and spend my money on whatever I want and all that kind of thing. Um, But for some reason, this yoga thing, it just wasn't quite landing for me. And so the subconscious idea is like, it's, it's safer, it's more important to deprioritize your own needs Mm. so that's why I'm battling like that you know this oh I want to do a yoga class like that's got nowhere near as much strength and energy as your needs are not important so yesterday morning when I woke up like oh I'm not gonna go and all day I was like no I'm not going tonight I'm not going tonight it's cold it's rained all day uh the class is at six o'clock that's too late (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when before it was the perfect time <laughs> it was the perfect time last time six o'clock um and I 
I caught myself being like, yeah, well, I need to cook dinner and I need to do this. And we had talked about that on our call and it was why it clicked in for me, like oh, I'm doing that thing where mm. I'm going, the need of the family that I'm cooking for is more important than me saying, oh, can you finish off this meal? Because I'm going to be at yoga. Yeah. And in that moment, there was like this choice moment of, well, is that true for me? Like, what can I do to support that part of me that's saying these people need me more than that's more important than my need to go to yoga so then instead of just being like no ignoring banishing that kind of idea it was like well how can I do both is there any way that I can still support these responsibilities that I have that I've committed to which is cooking dinner for the family which I love to do it's not a burden on me um, and go to yoga so I was like yes I can I can prep it I can get it ready and I can just say to Rob oh can you just do this this and this it's the last 10 minutes of putting this meal together mm. and and it just really supported me to be integrating both the ideas and not mm. just being like no I'm going you cook dinner tonight right I wouldn't have felt good about that that wouldn't have satisfied that part of me because there is a part in me that wants to do that and wants to commit to that so that part is just as valid as the part that wants to do yoga yeah absolutely I think it's it's such a it's such a good example because there's there's so much we can kind of take something that's like almost trivial and I don't mean that to, to yeah no it is like to take it an example that's like um normal you know this yeah. is like we do this every single day every single day our brains are reshuffling our hierarchies of need of importance to say okay no it's that classic example of you know you start the beginning of a week being like this is going to be the best week of my life one at a time and then by Wednesday afternoon, once those hierarchies in our brains have shifted around context, mm. um, we we shift and we change and we decide that actually maybe next week was a better idea. Um, but yeah, we, we this happens every single day, all the time. We're constantly um, playing, like playing with these hierarchies, playing with the needs of what's relevant to us in the moment. And I think what the idea of flow is rather than it being like a um I allow whatever is coming up to come up it's kind of much more about um what's relevant in my sort of hierarchy right now what do I need to tend to do I need to tend to um the subconscious part of myself or do I actually need to bring the subconscious part of myself along with me I make myself leave the house or make yourself go to or you know whatever the whatever the example is um and there's there's a time for both yeah yeah absolutely I, I agree so what do you think that says about consistency mm. yeah I think that I've, cha- I've like changed my views on this so much over the years like you know you still obviously work in a corporate environment where it was of utmost importance to be consistently productive you know like livelihood 
as in income was tied to consistent productivity so Mm. I think like you know living through that for 10 years and that being my constant like motivation in my work life meant that when I came into business and like even still now sometimes there's this like rebellion against that because it was so rooted in I had to work so hard to undo it and like undo some of that my income is tied to it kind of thing like I really had to break that down a bit because it was at an unhealthy level because of the environment that I'd worked in before and so there was a lot of breaking down of that and then I guess more recently like I'm questioning like well what does that mean because what it doesn't mean to me is like oh I'm gonna all right because what could happen is on a day like today when I'm feeling hormonally charged let's say um I could sit there and be like right I need to change up my whole business I'm going to commit to 30 days of posting reels on Instagram right like that could be a thought I could have today it's 100% a thought I've had right (laughs) in my life (laughs) one of those energetic weeks (laughs) yeah exactly um and so me then committing to do that and then doing that consistently wouldn't be right for me because I guess it's less I think it's about what you're consistently committing to if you're you're having an inspired idea that is like genuinely coming from inspiration coming from love coming from energy coming from purpose coming from passion and it's not always going to feel like that then yes like let's bring in some discipline let's bring in some consistency for it but think what I see myself doing in the past and what I see other people try and do is commit to consistency on something that came out of fear an idea that came out of fear Mm, and I think then you're just committing to fear every day (laughs) (laughs) and passion and love yeah that's very true or committing to consistency for consistency's sake yes which like there's a there's like a palpable difference to me between being like okay I'm going to commit to 30 days worth of posting reels every day um (laughs) because I want to be consistent yeah that tastes bad even in my mouth to say (laughs) or to say gosh I'm so like this season of or the month of November is maybe it's such an un explored month for me you know it generally Mm. it's dark or it's raining or it's awful so actually I'm going to for the 30 days of November I'm going to find something seasonal to post or you know whatever like that to me feels different um and also with the caveat of if halfway through November it's very (laughs) unenjoyable to be doing so to allow it to to be gone because if you then reach that point where you're continuing um to do it you are then doing it just for consistency's sake although see this is when my brain argues with itself Mm -hmm. um there is a muscle there is a muscle that needs to be 
um, worked, creativity is one for me that I'm very aware if I don't use it, I lose it. And yeah. it, although I might get flashes of inspiration, I won't act on those flashes of inspiration because I haven't utilized the creative muscle. Um, yeah. And so they just fade. Yeah, I think this almost circles back to like the should question, doesn't it? Because it almost feels like if you're doing it because you should do it, like that, the thing is, it's it's disempowering, isn't it? Like if you do something because you should do it, it drains your energy rather than gives you energy. Mm. Whereas if you are questioning like, well, for what purpose? I guess that's the question, like for what purpose? So say you're halfway through the month of November, you're starting to feel like drained by the commitment you made. Mm. It's like taking that moment to go, if I carried on, would that only be because I should carry on? Because that's going to be draining. But maybe there's this thing of like, no, I want to carry on because I want to show myself that I can commit to something that I said I was going to do. And that's actually going to feel really empowering for me to show myself that when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So yeah. I think there's something in that isn't there of like the energy with which you come at it, because if something's like really, really depleting you and it's all like no one wants to do things that are genuinely draining um but sometimes the benefit is not just in doing the thing it's in yeah showing that you do what you say you're gonna do yeah yeah and I think there's um this sort of it harks to is hark a word is it? <laughs> it works for me <laughs> yeah Hark the Herald Angels. <laughs> okay, it just uh, it reminds me or makes me think of um <laughs> wider business practices and you know this sort of damaging tactics of um you know the 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 way that large scale businesses impact the planet and things like that mm. is basically because they're doing something they said they were gonna do and they're gonna do it and no like no matter the cost yeah. like gotta continue gotta you know build those profits gotta um yeah. make up reach our goals all those kinds of things mm-hmm. um and now I think we're bringing in or there are there's a there are feminine business practices coming in which is much more um about flow and about noticing the impact of what we're doing and everything we're saying about working cyclically and noticing um the effect we're having on both ourselves and and our environment Mm -hmm. um so it's a very um I find it difficult personally to to navigate that line and to to navigate okay where's the place um at which um I need to to work this muscle to um, create something to to honor my word to myself you know I'm in the middle of a rebranding process at the moment um, and working on reforming my business mm-hmm. and I just had COVID and moved house so basically everything that I was doing has fallen by the wayside so there's a part of me that's like um, 
that needs to recommit and needs to mm. reestablish um, where I'm going with that because it did fall away and mm. the work that I was doing has collapsed on it. So, um, you know, there's, I've slightly lost my train of thought, but there's like a, there's a very fine line for me between um, recommitting and following through on my word and knowing when something is right to fall away. They, yeah. And I think there's, so for this rebranding thing as an example, something in me is still connected to it. Like mm-hmm. there's still, um, I can I can still get in touch with wanting to be there with it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I know if something really does want to fall away and I need to let it fall away, mm-hmm. um, that, that kind of, that connection isn't there. I guess we're talking about relationships and, you know, mm-hmm. it's when, um, our relationships with our, with our work, with ourselves, um, there's always, I guess, some points in a relationship where you need to work at something, where you need to sit down and talk something through or, um, create some boundaries or whatever. And there's sometimes when a relationship is just going to fall away. Um, yeah. But it is, it's hard to navigate, especially once we're bringing in, um, we need to bring in new business practices, but they're not as, they're not as easy to follow. It's actually much easier. Well, I say easy, it's not easy for me to be consistent. Um, but the the path is, tr- is well-trodden in the old business practices and the way in the route to consistency, productivity. Mm. Um, we know that path well. We don't yeah. quite know this path yeah yeah absolutely and I think it depends on um what you deem as success right like if we're saying you know these you know like you mentioned these big companies that you know their their um mark points of success are is money like is profit like that's their that's their goal Mm -hmm. and they don't seem to have many other goals (laughs) apart from that and so I guess like and this is where I think the feminine business practice comes in of like well is is that the is that what you're aiming for because if the only thing that's important to you is your profit then yeah follow those masculine as you say tried and tested consistency mm-hmm. there's lots of people running businesses even in like our kind of world who are using those um business models business practices and and doing well in terms of profit yes. so like that is a viable option and there's nothing wrong with it but i think what we're talking about is like having goals beyond profit mm-hmm. and for me like i wouldn't be it would not be success for me to make a million pounds a year but have no time out no time with family and friends to um, feel like I wasn't following my heart in my work you know I have other measures of success so I think there's that and also the question i I'm reading this book at the moment called The Tao of Physics and it's so cool it's written by a physicist who started to find all of these similarities between 
what physics are finding out and like ancient eastern religions and what they say and like finding like basically proof for what's been being said through physics and it's just such a cool you know perspective because he's coming from the physics side and it's so interesting but the very first page um says something that comes from Buddhism which is a question of is there heart in the path Mm. and I really like that question right for this kind of thing like when we're deciding do I carry on committing to this or not I think that question for me could really ground me in that moment to go is there still heart in the path here for me yeah um because even if I don't want to do it there could still be heart in it absolutely i.e the jewelry workshop the yoga like there was still you know there's still heart in the path of um doing something that doesn't necessarily feel particularly good yeah and so here's where I think like the skills of coaching really come into play of like let's ask ourselves better questions like let's ask ourselves well what does success mean to me beyond the finances and instead of oh I really should do this so how can I force myself (laughs) let's ask is there still heart in the path for me here (laughs) better questions I think yeah absolutely I love that and I think there's um it allows that navigation between you know everything that we've been talking about today between consistency between flow Mm -hmm. really it feels like to me like as though uh previously it's been like an either or conversation Mm. um like do I am I being consistent or am I being in flow Mm -hmm. and the truth is not really either um Mm -hmm. you know it's neither and it's both yeah absolutely and I think sometimes we have to go and explore the thing to know whether there's still heart in it for us like I've got just another example of um, I've wanted to do an art degree since I was 18. The circumstances when I was 18 were not conducive to me doing that art degree at the time. And so it's been this thing that I've held on to all this time. You know, I'm turning 34 this month. That's a long time. And, you know, to feel like I just want to go and do it I just I just want to do an art degree that's what my heart is telling me and it's been this kind of like I'm gonna do it one day and then you know we moved to a different part of the country and here there is um a really good arts uni and so I was like it's a sign it's the time to do this art degree and so I was like I'm just gonna book and I'm gonna book a place on an open day and um we went on this open day Rob came with me and it was the thing that I needed to realize there is no longer heart in that path for me wow yeah so it's like I had to take I had to start walking down the path a little bit to realize oh no and it didn't you know that could have been like a oh you know I'm just being lazy like I should carry on and do this now like I've wanted to do it for so long so let me just do it but it was like oh no but I've this is was the purpose of coming to this open day was to realize that this is not my path and it kind of was like closure for me on that and I might do it one day like when I'm retired and I can still paint and draw if I want to now but the degree thing is is complete and Mm. 
so it feels really special sometimes to I guess there's flow in that right it's like there was the flow to book the open day there was the flow to go and then the flow stops like that is what happens sometimes rivers peter out right like or they reach the ocean and realize there's a whole wide world out there (laughs) yeah I love that that's such a beautiful example of um something actually the opposite of something feeling really good but then not having the heart there not necessarily Mm. having the the thing that's gonna um allow you to continue that journey and allow almost consistency to take over at that point um yeah yeah Yeah, because the heart in it was um an echo the the heart was like my 18 year old's heart and so then there's this like oh to heal her to be with her I don't need to go and do this degree I can just be with her um so it's yeah it's beautiful and you know it's opened up other ideas for me it's opened up other avenues so yeah it just I think we get so caught up in like what do I want and what do I not want and I think just that question for me just dispels the want and the the like and the dislike um of just is my heart here like is there still heart in this for me because you know I wake up some days and I'm like I can't do this business anymore (laughs) (laughs) my heart's in it so yeah it's happening (laughs) yeah again like relationships you know if your heart is still in something that's challenging if you if your heart's still there yeah it's annoying as the (laughs) statement is you know like something in you knows whether to continue something or not to continue something exactly yeah oh I love that this has ended up at this point right we're talking about business practices and something that's really worked for me in my business is like these one line business plan things Mm. um and like this kind of feels like one of them for me it's just my one line business plan is to go it's the heart in this path <laughs> like, as cheesy as that sounds um you know the masculine way that the the tried and tested consistency way would be the, the 10 page business plan wouldn't it and actually maybe we just need these these one line business plans to keep us on track mm, yeah I love that yeah. all right is there anything else there for you with that yeah that feels complete for me how about you me too feels good okay thanks Alex